Right, it's Mike from the Mike James Rock Show. This is the MJRS podcast, and we're up to episode 95. Um, what an epic week we've had since the last podcast. Uh, the last podcast was all about Hammerfest um, as a bit of a preview. Well, we went, and we're back just just about survived. We had to cut the festival short due to a huge storm warning, and I think we got out just in the nick of time because... Uh, the the ride back the drive back sorry from uh from the top of Snowdonia was um yeah let's just say it was a little bit dicey in places the snow came down and uh, it was blowing right into the um the, the the front of the car it kind of almost looked like uh, that that scene where um, Han Solo says right Chewie stick it into hyperspace or whatever the line is. Uh, and all you see is the white lines and it was just like that but then you drop down the next side of the valley and it'd be beautiful blue sunshine and then swing round the next uh, valley and it would be horrendous snow but yeah we're back um we didn't actually well i didn't but i think dan did a, a fair few interviews there um which we will talk about on the radio show this coming weekend where we'll have interviews and all that kind of stuff I only managed to do one interview the whole weekend, but I have a legitimate excuse for this. I was asked if I wouldn't mind hosting, comparing and DJing the main stage. So I wasn't going to say, oh no, I've got to go and talk to a band. So I passed that on to some some friends of ours and to Dan. And I went and uh, did a whole day on the main stage. Uh, if you go over to our Instagram or our Facebook or any of our social media, really, you'll be able to see some of the pictures I put up. It's uh, These are the kind of pictures that not your average person gets to take because I was literally by the mixing desk on the stage, the, the, the fold-back monitor desk. Um, and uh, yeah, I was DJing probably a good 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes between the bands. And did that for pretty much all of them. Uh, it was it was insane, uh, considering I was kind of geared up to go and uh, interview lots of bands. I had a pretty chilled afternoon watching bands from the side of the stage. Uh, there were times when band members walked by and were like fist bumping and high fiving. Uh, it was it was one of those once in a, a lifetime kind of things. Of like by the end of the by the let's all like late evening or late afternoon early evening time there was upwards of a i think there was about five thousand people in that room i think that's what they said couldn't quite hear because i had my earplugs in and it was noisy as hell <laughs> so that's that's what i got up to at hammerfest i'm sure if you tune into the radio show this weekend dan will probably be able to give you a lot more uh sort of backstage gossip and uh things that the bands were talking about and which bands were around in the press area and all that kind of stuff that normally happens to both of us um i did i did offer the chance for dan to dj but he was like no no i want to do the interview so like cool man <laughs> so yeah i think one of the the couple of standout bands uh for me over the the, the day that i was on that stage the main stage djing was um I think the, the the most entertaining band of the week of the day would have been Acid Rain, uh, lead singer H. He's he's older than I am, and he is like a ferret on steroids. He was running around the back of the backdrop, which was screens, um, all the way like doing loops around the the back of the drum riser. At uh, one stage, he uh, kind of crowd surfed to the mixing desk. Then he come back on the stage, and later on, he ran to the back of the venue through the audience ordered himself a pint, came back with said pint, fist bumped me on the way through. Um, 
stood on stage, drank his pint, and then just carried on with the rest of the lyrics because the band was still playing. <laughs> Um, another of the bands that stood out for me was Triaxis. Uh, I've seen the name bounding around quite a few times. I have a feeling either myself or Dan might have interviewed them a few years ago, but um, unbeknownst to us, it was the, their last ever show. So there was quite a lot of emotion in that, and uh, the, the, the crowd got right behind them. And uh, it was it was a there was a beautiful moment when they did that. You know how bands do with the crowd behind them from the stage, and they have a photographer by it or a camera person or film or something or other um, from the drum kit, and they film the band doing sort of like the horns up and waving with the crowd behind them. And yeah, you could tell it it was getting quite emotional uh, for for one of the girls in the band. So it was yeah, that was quite special to be on that stage and be able to feel all that and stuff, which was quite cool. So, uh, yes, so uh, I was planning on this week's podcast being full of interviews, uh, but we're saving those for the radio show because I didn't do it. Oh, I did one, which I'm going to save for the radio show. Um, and the, the, yeah, the rest Dan did. So it's mostly up to him what gets played out. So what I've done this week, um, I saw a post on social media over the last couple of weeks to say that Heart of a Coward are making a comeback they where everyone thought they had probably died a death after frontman jamie left to start a new job working for Sumerian records um but what by all accounts they have done is they have secretly been uh, working with a new vocalist uh, they've got new material and everything is going to get announced towards the end of this week i think it's the 25th they're announcing everything so i thought i'd go back and dig out an interview from one of their crowning moments um when they they played the main stage at Download Festival in the rain and absolutely tore it apart. So that's coming up. It's a short little interview because at Download Festival, you don't get a lot of time. So that kind of got me in the mood of thinking, what bands have uh, we interviewed that have either gone on hiatus or not said what they're doing and not done anything for some time or have actually just split up? So uh, one of our old show favourites, Fearless Vampire Killers, um, uh haven't done well i believe they've actually properly split up um as far as i can tell so i've dug out one of the interviews um i did with them uh we have done so much work with the we did do so much work with fearless vampire killers so much so that uh we had uh competitions run on the radio show that uh fans could go and interview the band and i think we did that like two or three times I didn't want to play those out because uh, I don't even know who the fans were and I'd need to get hold of them just to say, you know, we're playing your interview out kind of thing. So we've uh, dug out one of the interviews from uh, way back, which we did. And then as I was scrolling through the, the vast archives at MJRS Towers, uh, I found a band that I absolutely used to tear it apart and uh, I've just gone quiet. I can't see if there's uh, anything brewing for them or if they've they've just gone quiet for a year or so now but that was Malefice you might remember those guys so uh, those interviews are coming up very shortly so let's get on and play you this first interview it's uh it's a short sweet little ditty because it was a download festival the weather wasn't the great as you can probably imagine British summertime and all that is it's from like mid-May to September it just pisses down non-stop for three months now that's not strictly true last year's festival season was all right actually i think we only got wet for about 20 minutes at one of the festivals 
Um, but yeah, this was almost like their, their crowning moment. Uh, they'd been building and building their reputation, their sound, their albums. And uh, when they got announced to be playing the main stage, I think social media just blew up for them. And it was just so nice to see the reaction of uh, a band that have been sort of kings of the underground. And, they, you know, they'd played various festivals before. But to get that coveted main stage at Download is every band's dream or just yeah anyone i guess that's in a band or related to bands or want to help bands it's it's the pinnacle of being able to get to where you are obviously the further up the bill on that on that stage would have been nicer but to play like one of the first two or three bands opening up it might be lunchtime but you're still playing to probably the biggest crowd you're going to play to and it's on the hallowed stages at uh, donnington park for download uh, Dan did this interview uh, straight after they got off stage, so you can imagine they're quite buzzing. So I'm going to uh, press play, and uh, yeah, this is Heart of a Coward chatting with Dan at Download a couple of years ago. Right, it's Dan from The Rock Show. I'm going to get these uh, slightly moist gentlemen to introduce themselves. I'm Carl from Heart of a Coward. I'm Steve from Heart of a Coward. And you guys opened the main stage up today, didn't you? We did, yeah. It was uh, it was a bit wet, but it was insane, man, like... It's a dream come true for us to be up there and just to experience it was unreal, unreal. Wait, did you get a lot of people come down and see you? Because yeah. we were already in here. So it, was, it was really good, man. Like, like the weather and everything. Yeah. Like being on first, but yeah. Both, really the, both the pit bits at the front were full, yeah. so it was Excellent. awesome, man. Yeah, we're and, happy. Uh, did we hear Hollow being played as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did that go down? Really well, well actually, wasn't it? Seems like yeah. people already got the... Uh, chats already so yeah so how long has that one been out it's not been long about it's four days Tuesday. yeah okay. yeah and you've already got people knowing it yeah yeah that's cool we've had a couple of covers we've been out like drum yeah. cover and a yeah. vocal cover up on youtube already really yeah, it's really cool it's so you guys had that with severance a lot there's quite a few people covering yeah, it yeah yeah it's probably because you guys got quite a signature sound which people like to i guess replicate and play yeah. along to it's always quite strange to see isn't it yeah. When you see like <laughs> some guy like covering the vocals in a in a bedroom or something, it's like what? But it's awesome, man! Like fair play. So. Have you had any special covers yet? Where you kind of stood there and gone, I kind of want this one taken down. Uh, I don't so know. It's so good. Or uh, <laughs> either or way, it's so bad or so good. Uh, I don't know. No, they're all they're all, they're all awesome. Yeah, fair play to awesome. whoever it's wants awesome to do it. It's awesome to see it, that somebody you know. wants to you know cover a song yes yeah, it's yeah. really cool so yeah. <laughs> well, um, what are you guys up to after this uh, I think we're just whiskey. yeah we're just going <laughs> to get some fucking whiskey in us man I did mean after the festival rather than like straight after the oh, interview oh right oh, yeah. no same, what, same answer same answer <laughs> <laughs> so it's no. just whiskey for the future yeah, yeah. no we're, we're quiet for the rest of June but then we're um, hitting some European festivals in July uh, back in the UK in August and then hopefully the album will be out around September, October. So fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Cool. Well, thank you for taking a couple of minutes and uh, no having a weird discussion with me. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Awesome. So there you go. That was uh, that was Dan at Download chatting with Heart of a Coward, who on the 25th of this month, in a couple of days' time, will be announcing their comeback properly. Um, there's a there's a poster up with the still four remaining. Uh, members with uh, the front man all blacked out the speculations are rife and I don't want to be um, I don't really want to jump in on that to who it could be I haven't heard anything but you know sometimes these rumours are actually correct and sometimes they're just rumours uh, exactly that 
Um, but either way, it's going to be so good to have Heart of a Coward back on the scene. Um, I actually booked them and put them on uh, here in my hometown, and that show was absolutely a sweat box. The, the venue we used, the Cavern Club in Exeter, uh, the, the, the ceiling ended up dripping with sweat. It was that hot in there. People's T-shirts were soaked through. Uh, hair was matted across faces. There was crowd surfing. There was pits and it's not the biggest of venues it was just an immense show so i'm so excited to get heart of a coward back on the scene uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get sent their new music and we'll be slamming that out on the radio show if you want to find out what uh channels or what stations carry our radio show and uh you can find out all the listen agains in case you missed any of the show just head over to mikejamesrockshow.com it's got everything you need to know about us and how to contact us all of our social medias our youtube channel our playlists our spotify playlists for podcasts uh, there's something new coming in a few weeks time we're going to be adding as well so it's all exciting times and uh, we're amping up heading through now to festival season we've done the first one as i mentioned just now um hammerfest uh, our next festival will be teddy rocks at the beginning of may so only a few weeks or a month to go basically So that's that's all exciting. So let's get on and play another interview. This one is with a um a band like I said we've worked very closely with uh, a number of times um and it was it was a sad day when they said they were like going their own ways. I think the fact that frontman Kia left the band to pursue a solo um career and and do his own kind of thing away from the band maybe started the fact that they're not doing anything at the moment but you never know they could come back they they could come back with a bit more grown up sound they were very much geared towards that sort of say 13 to 25 year olds that college late school kind of era they were very pretty boys that wore makeup and they toured with the likes of the defiled and um blackfell brides uh, and that that kind of thing motionless i think they played with motionless and white i'm not overly i can't remember on that one but yeah every, every time they came through the west country where we're based we did something with them either an interview or like i said a fan based uh, interview competition um at one stage they had a documentary going out on um sky music 2 i think it was back in the day and right at the end of it um it, that kind of finished on the tv just as our radio show was broadcasting live uh, so they put up on their social media if you tune into uh, the Mike James Rock show on this channel uh, you can hear our new single and when we saw that we gave about 10 minutes of so people could tune in um went to press play played the tune and found out that, that so many people were logging in to listen that it crashed the server eight times um <laughs> which um we didn't know until a, a, a week later when the station manager goes well what's going on with your show it's like we had like hundreds of people like logging on and the server couldn't cope with it and it crashed it and then it carried on crashing so that's that's just how intrinsic and sort of like in ingrained in each other's kind of products we were like they supported us we supported them um and it was it's a great shame that they're not around anymore so it's nice to be able to dig out some of these interviews and this one's quite special as well um it is from a few years ago again it's it's with Dan doing the the talky bit 
but it was the it was the day after they headlined the the one of the stages at Download Festival. Um, unfortunately, they were on against Slipknot, but they were also in a tent where it was dry and warm. So they had it heaving in there, which they do talk about in this interview. So I should really shut up and just press play. So I'm going to do that. This is Dan talking with Lawrence from Fearless Vampire Killers at Download Festival. So it's Dan here on the Mike James Rock Show. I am joined by long-standing friends of the show, Fearless Vampire. Well, I've got one of the killers with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, here I am. Introduce yourself, chap. My name is Lawrence. I sing in Fearless Vampire Vampire Killers. And you're looking awfully dapper today, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're trying to make a conscious effort not to look like we've fallen out of a trash can. <laughs> well, it's a trash can from like a makeup set, I reckon. Cause yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, I think we, we kind of, we felt, we started to feel very dirty, especially with all the talcum powder and stuff. It really gets into your pores and makes you look horrible <laughs> and like I don't know we're just really into like I'm really into Mad Men like okay. the TV show and I want to look classy you know well, if it works I want to try my best to look classy anyway if it's somewhere between where you were and say upon a burning body who go out in suits as well yeah yeah that'd be quite sick yeah yeah man so. no it's just it's just like we're keeping the goth vibe because we are and we can never get away from that but we're just trying to tidy it up a bit you know okay so what have you guys been up to? Uh, how's the album recording going, dare I ask? <laughs> well, basically, we, re- we recorded a whole album, a 16-track album, right. in America with our friend Will Francis. Okay. Uh, and, like, we, we set out to, like, iron everything out. It was going to be, like, a straight rock album. And we were like, let's do this. Simple structures, simple songs, let's do this. And we ended up writing this conceptual rock opera that was just insane I mean the genre it went through about 20 different genres okay. in the album and that's in a 16 track album so some of the songs were two different genres in themselves and we were like well, firstly we were like does anyone want to release this and the record labels were like no <laughs> 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 uh, so we were like okay well let's keep that for like a lost album that we can be like this was Phyllis Van Market's great lost album release it but let's record something that people do want to release because otherwise we're going to be poor. F- Sorry, I swear. We're going to be it's f- fine, it's internet. Oh, cool. We're going to be poor forever and we can't be poor forever because we need to feed ourselves. So we're going to. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to release like. We're, g- we're recording another album which we started with Dan Weller who did like Emmett Shikari. Okay, right, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, Young Guns. And he, when we did, we did two tracks with him and it was like amazing. And if we can. Come in, come in. If, if we can, Hi. if we can, we're going to record with him. Bring in the Carlin. What are you talking about? Albums. albums the the yeah. lost album. We've got two. Yeah. That's why it's taken so long because we've done two. <laughs> we've done two albums. So yeah, I mean, we're going in with Dan. Well, hopefully, we'll go in with Dan Weller if we can find money. That would be good. Okay. But you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all going good. We're also touring. Okay. Again. Because uh, we were in like a restrictive deal with certain... People. Aspects. It wasn't restrictive. It was just there were things that didn't work. Like, it was a, it was a shame. Because we went into this management deal and we were really excited about it. And they were excited about it. But we just didn't... Con- like, it wasn't working. Okay. Which was a real shame. But anyway, so we came out of that 
and it, it freed us up a lot more. So we're going on tour in April. It's called the Cabin Fever Tour. We're taking Dead with us, who are okay. good friends of ours. Um, and it's just going to be like a lot of fun. Carnage. It's going to be carnage. Small venues, party times for everyone involved. <laughs> are you guys going to be taking the dapper look on the road with you as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is uh, yeah. It's, it's, Bit it's of a new vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it's evolving. Like. But we like. I think what we want to do is we want to be. We want to. We've got this group of fans that are kind of like. You know, we got them, and it was when we were all. We were all nobodies. Like the fans were nobodies. We were nobodies. And we, what we really, I think, what we want to achieve is we want to get them infused to be. You know, more proud of the way they look, and like. Yeah. You know, more, you know, more excited about who they are because I'm exactly the same. Like. I was terrified to go on stage the first time with this haircut. You know, not being able to hide behind my hair. Yeah. Not being able to hide behind a big jacket, you know, covering me and stuff like that. But what we want to do is we want to inspire people to, you know, to really, to feel good about themselves, I yeah. think. And, it, you know, we feel good about ourselves and we want to dress well. And I think if we help them in that as well. Because obviously I still, every time I go on stage, I'm terrified. I'm worried that someone's going to think that I'm fat and ugly or hideous and all this sort of stuff but you get past it and yeah, exactly. dressing well and feel, taking pride in your appearance really helps with that and okay. that's, that's something that I think we, we definitely want to get across well you guys were always quite sort of not in a very creepy way it's going to come across this way but you were yeah. very sexual on stage yeah right? yeah yeah sexual. definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah no yeah, I think no that's, that's true like I think rock and roll is a very sexual yeah, thing I don't it? I think I think certain artists for instance lost profits you know the unfortunate incident with <laughs> no but people you like Ian there. Watkins yeah. <laughs> Ian Watkins have unfortunately dampened that but it can never you know like an actions of one perverted insane insane man yeah. cannot be spread upon rock music and rock music is a sexual thing like yeah, no, but it's okay. not obviously funny it's not bad sexual it's yeah, good not, sexual not bad yeah. sexual it's about you know you know, kind of like expressing yourself through your your body, essentially, because you're singing, you're moving. It's like dancing. It's not, it's not all that horrible, you know, power thing. It's nothing about power. It's about sharing. Well, especially with you yeah. guys, you actually seem to really want to inspire the people yeah, that yeah. listen to you yeah. to take confidence, as you were saying. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Take confidence in yourself. Don't let yourself be surrounded by... Kick ass. Yeah, 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 kick ass. Yeah, kick ass. Don't, yeah, you know, don't take. <laughs> no, I, I like you guys because um, there's very few people that actually care that much about their fan base. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you realise you go everything, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That's something we've realised when when um, we went into this kind of pop world for a bit. We realised that you know we were being made to feel like there wasn't like we were just nothing like we were like a blank canvas that had to be built upon and you don't realise until you go out and play to your fans and they love you and adore you you don't realise that everything is about the fans if you don't have fans you're nothing it doesn't matter how rubbish you are you can be the worst band in the world but if someone gives you shit that's all that matters yeah like um, luckily we're quite a good band so the fact that lots of people give a shit is incredibly important you don't realise it's like you suddenly get to this point and you go oh my god every single one of these people that are here is what makes this happen you suddenly realise that and like we are so much more grateful we were always grateful for our fans but now especially in our darkest time yeah. we've just gone through the fans really haven't 
helped us survive. You know? So that is the sort of message, is it? Yeah, not yeah. just one way. You don't just no, it's not them. one way at all. Yeah. Definitely give and take. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for what has probably been the most inspiring interview I've done for a long time. <laughs> no worries, man. Um, Spike Carling. Cheers, Good man. Good luck with the future, guys. Thank Pleasure. you very much. Cheers. So there you go. That was uh, Dan having quite a, a in-depth and interesting uh, conversation with Lawrence in that from uh, Fearless Vampire Killers. It really would be nice actually to to get hold of those guys and just to see what they're up to nowadays, whether or not they're still doing musical things. Um, Kia, the former joint frontman, uh, did add me on Vero the other day, so he's obviously still doing something in the music fields because uh, I only use Vero for musicy type things. Um, so yeah, I think actually once this podcast's out, I'm going to have a, a route around online and see if I can find out what the rest of the guys are up to, and then uh, I shall just subtly drop it in. Reform, 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 because there, there is a market for for bands like that. They, uh, I, we've, we touched on it with that band themselves, but they're, they're kind of a gateway band because they're they're very accessible, um, and their their music is 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 a good kind of introduction to what rock and metal um should and can be because <clears throat> they were very open and honest with their fans they all had their individual social medias and would chat with fans as well as the the, the page and they had their they created uh, a social media platform as well so it, it'd be interesting to sort of catch up with them sort of like a couple of years on after after their split slash hiatus or whatever just to see what they're doing um, talking of which, let's move on with the next interview. It's a band called Malifus. You might remember them um, from a few years back. They they tore it up absolutely everywhere. Um, I've been looking on their social media and they, they really haven't posted anything for a, a couple of years besides some uh, posts last year to celebrate the 10-year the anniversary of uh, Entities, which was uh, their sort of breakthrough EP album type thing. Um, I think it for, for looking at, at, at the post on on social media, I think it is pretty much uh, buried at the moment. But it would be nice if they came back. They they had a, a good cult following. They they did play the underground scene and, and rose up to becoming one of those bands that when they did play and toured on the underground scene here in the UK, they they would be playing to packed houses. I just think uh, you know. They, they needed the, that push to be able to break through one more bit and uh, that just didn't happen, unfortunately. And when you're a band like that, playing the underground to packed houses is great, but it's, it is hard to sustain, especially when you've got four or five guys in a band that, you know, nowadays, if you're, if you're in a band and there's four or five of you, just for all four or five of you to make an average earnings of, say, like, I don't know, 18 to 20 grand a year which is below the national average but survivable just about um your band needs to be raking in 80 grand a year to make that sustainable and that's that's just on a very basic minimum wage uh let alone you know having to take into account recording advertising promotion touring your ass off petrol is not cheap nowadays and that takes a huge slice out of any band's uh budget let alone if they're you know an underground band to stadium headliners that have to fly around the world even flying like iron maiden have bought their own plane so it could cut down on costs but even that 
adds up eventually it's 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 all got to be budgeted somehow and the money has got to be found to be able to drive yourself from venue to venue fly yourself or you know there's different fees and all that kind of stuff so it is really hard nowadays to be in a band and i think that's that's the same with a lot of bands that blew up on the underground scene sort of uh five or six years ago there's a whole host of bands like the ones we've we've talked about so far today like fearless vampire killers and Malefice and uh, and there's, there's there's a whole number of other ones that all got to a certain level and it just needs that financial and it's it's just not there unfortunately which is a real shame because there are some talented talented acts out there <clears throat> like like Malefice. so uh i'm going to press play on this recording from a few years back and uh let's let's all reminisce together shall we all right so this is mike from the mike james rock show we're at sonosphere it's uh dale from Malefice. how's it going man good mate good you're right yeah not too bad good, i good, hear good. you've had a, a monster set today yeah man yeah um more than probably we could have asked for to be awesome. honest um you know you never know you never know how it's going to go down like especially when you're on the fourth kind of stage as it were do you know what i mean um we walked up there big big tent we're like wow okay we've got to do something special here um and yeah, like we had we had that tent of capacity like halfway through the first song. It was like one in, one out. Um crowd killed it. If anyone was there, thank you so much. Um absolutely unbelievable. We loved it. Awesome man. I'm still picking the dust out of my eyes. So if you see me like rubbing my eyes. I can still feel the heat radiating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bad, so bad. Uh, was there any songs that really stand out for you? Going like I'm so glad we played that one today. Um we demoed like a or like our new song uh, Forsaken today yeah. for the first time and people murdered each other um, awesome. the first time <laughs> was that we didn't see any we didn't see any like security on the barriers until we kicked into that song and then they got scrambled pulling people out of the pit so it was great and old great pits and yeah definitely and like none of this like weird kung fu crap everyone does like oh the hardcore yeah yeah like we've we'd started getting a bit of that like when we all started cutting our hair and stuff like we started getting a bit of that and over the years we've managed to like smash it out of our set and be like no I don't want anybody losing their teeth or an eye or anything like that anymore yeah exactly exactly Um, big old school circle pits big running round in circles that's why we're all covered in dust Um, what's next then for you guys? You just slayed Sonosphere Um, we go I think we're taking a bit of a break Okay. Um, we've got two weeks off I think we're all going on holiday because we've been working hard behind the scenes this year um, and then we've got Alt Fest in August and then we go out we go out on the go out on a tour with someone in September is it the Light, Light the Fuse tour something like that it's with the Mailing and the Sons of Disaster and uh, He is Legend um, it's just some big it's a bit like a it's a bit like a walk tour vibe it's like a touring festival Oh, um, so there's like five or six shows around the UK, like yeah. academy shows. Um, so we're we're a part of that. Um, and then who knows? Um, we're only the band. Like no one ever tells us what we're doing until we're there. So told to play somewhere and you yeah, exactly. Play. Like guys, you're going to Nebworth this weekend. Okay, cool. Right, cool. Yeah, we'll get there. Just throw down, have a party wherever you go. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. It's cool. Uh, the, the new track you mentioned earlier, Forsaken, is out. Um, is there any? More tracks that's going to be out this year? Is there an Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, we've got an EP coming out. Um, at some point in the next kind of in, in the next month okay uh, apparently August but I haven't been given a date yet time so exactly exactly um, but yeah new EP like four tracks we decided to stop writing full albums 
because it takes you out for too long like you know an album every two years you need a year to write it and then by the time you come back your press guy's got to work extra hard to remind people who you are it's so fast paced nowadays exactly so I mean we, we released like five tracks last year on a record four tracks this year we're just going to continue like that it keeps us on the road <laughs> keeps us playing in front of people keeps people interested so especially with like the way music is nowadays it's now and online yeah, man. and everything you, you people, people don't have people don't have the patience for albums anymore no they don't and I'm guilty of it as well like you know when was the last time you've sat and listened to an album full album I can actually answer that question go on then it was this week I listened to the new Macedon album there you go but that's only because they're here this weekend and I'm going to check out the new stuff you're right yeah but if I I, tell you the track names because it's on my phone in my pocket if I was going if I was going to listen to Macedon I wouldn't go and listen to a full album and I love that band yeah it's not that any of their albums are, are poor they're not it's just I haven't got any kind of like like drive to sit there and listen to an hour of, of an album yeah. and as a musician that's upsetting because you write a record to, to go on like a journey and then if people aren't listening to that journey what's the point like you may as well pull out like the main events in that record and just release it on something like it doesn't it doesn't have to have any flow on an EP it's just like bang 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 it's all anyone wants they want music to yeah. dance to and, and you know that's kind of where we're going now that's cool though man yeah. and it keeps you busy all the time I suppose if you've got downtime to write an album you kind of yeah. Yeah, 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 sink a bit and just like get into a different mindset whereas if you totally record a bit play a bit record a bit play a bit keep I recorded I recorded vocals on this EP in two days that's superb and, and how many, before how many tracks that? four tracks four, four yeah, yeah yeah so I'd normally be in the studio for a week and that is punishing like my, my takes towards the end of the week will be a lot weaker than the beginning course, so yeah. you're, you're your pushing harder yeah. like as a vocalist it was an absolute nightmare but now it's just like bang every performance is sick everything's on the money like it's the way to do it stop writing albums <laughs> you heard it here <laughs> Um, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting to you, man. Thank you, We man. have Thank got you one question we're asking all uh, bands this year. Oh, good. Uh, right. Which would you rather have, a year's worth of sneezing or a year's worth of hiccups? Oh, sneezing, 100%. I've had about four months of sneezing, so I'm kind of immune. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of immune to it now. Hiccuping does me in. I'll probably end up hanging myself, so definitely <laughs> sneezing. Cool, man. Well, thanks very much for answering uh, the question. Cool, man. Thank cheers. you. Take it easy, man. Cheers, cheers. So there we go. That was me chatting with Dale from Alephis. Um, like I said, all these bands are either on hiatus at this present moment as, as going to recording, um, but we do know that Heart of a Coward are making a comeback. They're making an announcement on the 25th. Um, by the looks of it, it's going to be new music, hopefully some live dates, and a new front person. They say front. Per- I say a new front person. <laughs> there was a lot of comments on social media saying it's the old singer back again. Um, I don't think that's that's going to be a thing personally. But like I said, I don't want to speculate. Um, it's just a case that Jamie is embroiled in in working very very hard with Sumerian, and he's got some. He's, he's had some epic uh, things on his plate in the last uh, couple of months alone with that company. So hats off to him. But whatever happens, um, it'd be nice to see all three of these bands live again. I know that's going to happen with Heart of a Coward, but to see Fearless Vampire Killers back on the stage, same with Malefist as well. It'd be great. So, yeah, that's it for this week. Who knows what's going to be on next week's podcast? Uh, What with it being Easter and whatnot coming up, um, we shall see. But in the meantime, I will leave you with the outro that Charlie made us. Toodles. (laughs) 